Hi, welcome to the Edibles Show. This is the new Edibles News Update. I'm Patrick Ian Moore, the editor-in-chief of Edibles Magazine. And I'm B. Legrand, CEO and publisher. And this is a new feature that we're going to be doing so that we're covering all of the latest things happening, the hot topics, the things that are out there in the news that everybody's talking about, doing some fact-checking, clearing up the information, and bringing it to you. So we're on Instagram Live as well as recording this for our website and our show. So the latest news, we are spilling the tea. Uh, Lowell Herb Company has a cafe in West Hollywood, and they are being accused of giving a patron herpes for not cleaning their puffcos. Uh, in addition to this lawsuit that they are getting sued for, uh, they are also being sued by the California Department of Food and Agriculture for allegedly distributing unlicensed illegal product out of a San Luis Obispo facility. Um, Lowell Herb Company and Original Cannabis Cafe, as the West Hollywood Social Consumption Lounge is now called, uh, have they've distanced themselves from each other to separate the liabilities from the lawsuits. Um, no other major news outlet has really covered the herpes story. Right. Uh, you can find it on Reddit and Imgur. There was an in poor taste um, meme that Lowell mm. Cafe had responded with on Instagram. You can find it and you can read it on our uh, articles on the website and in our app. Uh, we have a picture of it posted there. Um, unfortunately, I guess, you know, being like a first and early adopter was something like the first nationally recognized social consumption lounge uh, in Los Angeles in the nation, um, they're being targeted by a number of different lawsuits. So in addition to the Department of Food and Agriculture, um, they're also being sued by the Attorney General uh, from the state of California, also for alleged illegal illicit activities. Um, so that's the latest in that news update. Uh, you can tell on Yelp that they had a poorer rating a couple months ago. They just mm -hmm. opened in October. And if you go and you read the Yelp reviews, people were upset with bad service. They were complaining that, um, you know, their bud tenders or their waiters were high and they were acting like they didn't care. Right. And, you know, there was also reports of bad food or just like having their reservations canceled on them because some other group came in. Um, so there were a ton of really, really... Pretty crabby reviews. I was overwhelmed by the amount of one, two, and three-star reviews they had on Yelp uh, back in December. In the last couple of weeks, they've had a number of increasing uh, four- and five-star Yelp reviews. Um, so their their rating has gone up to an overall three-and-a-half rating on Yelp. Um, nice. I haven't actually personally been there yet, but our friend yeah. has. Uh, our neighbor in our building went and gave us his feedback and his review of the situation. They had reservations. You have to book in advance ahead of time. Uh, and then from there, you know, you, there's no guarantee that you're going to keep that reservation. If an event or a buyout ends up taking place, you might have those canceled, which would be really kind of, you know, crappy if you were in town for a very short amount of time. Um, you have to, you can't bring your own weed without paying a house fee. You can't smoke your own weed without renting a bong or a vape, um, which is why this girl who's suing them for allegedly getting herpes there. Right. Uh, now, that's the part of the story that really, that's the, uh, that's the, that's the clickbait of this. But oh, also, yeah. this is a serious, 
I've never ever heard of it. I'm sure scientifically it makes sense. And we know herpes, it's usually, it's, a, it's an infection. It's not a, considered a disease anymore. And we're not trying to um, stigmatize herpes. It's the, it's the cleanliness on the end of going to, because this should be the same, at least as clean as a restaurant, at least as right. clean they as a bar. They have to comply bar. with a number of different <clears throat> regulatory agencies, not just mm -hmm. the Department of Health, but also, you know, the Bureau of Cannabis Control, who licensed them for consumption. It actually ended up being a micro business type license mm -hmm. type because the state doesn't have a mirroring social consumption lab license type. We host the only city that's authorized that. And honestly, I don't, I mean, maybe I'm a little older. Uh, I'm not super social outside of work. So this model is maybe not geared toward my demographic necessarily. Like we don't go to consumption lounges that often. Well, I don't we're know heavy that I, smokers, so right. we're not gonna go and pay thirty to forty or fifty dollars to go smoke my own weed. I'm gonna go smoke my own weed and maybe enjoy uh -huh. their food, maybe. And know? it seems almost like it's based on a model of like an actual speakeasy prohibition era model where you you get a bootleg bottle of booze, you go out to a club, they give you glasses and some seltzer, and then you make your drinks under the table and pretend like you don't live in a prohibition era. I'm not sure I get it. But. I mean, I've seen I've seen the pictures, I've seen video. BuzzFeed did a cool review about it. Um, it's uh, I think it looks beautiful. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, the place looked it looked cool. I mean, I wanted to go at least just to write about it for the magazine. Yeah, and if you're paying for ambiance, that's great. But in this particular case, the woman complained about her story, uh, basically saying that she had she rented the Puffco vaporizer, dry herb vaporizer. And five times they had to change out the Puffco because it wasn't working and they were having technical difficulties with it or they just couldn't figure out how to work it. I don't know if there were problems with the atomizer. Um, but each time she said she never saw it cleansed. She was never offered any alcohol wipes. She was never offered any kind of cleansing utensil, anything at all. And I mean, then she says that she saw a manager that had a herpes outbreak and later within two days, she's saying this happened November 1st, within two days mm. she's saying she had an outbreak of cold sores in her mouth and... Now we see official, official Morm Mormion on Instagram says, I call herpes accusations BS. Well, I mean, and we don't necessarily disagree yeah, this with could you. Be true. This is something that she's going to have to prove in court. She's mm -hmm. going to have to verifiably prove that she didn't have herpes before the oral simplex virus right. and that she got it after. And then she's going to have to prove that that was medically possible to contract within two days. Uh -huh. You know, most times when you have uh, herpes, it's dormant in your system. It could be dormant your whole life. And yeah. then all of a sudden something triggers it and you have cold sores now, but you had always been positive for the virus, you just never exhibited cold sores and your body had an immunity to it. It could be an immunosuppression thing where she ended up having the outbreak later. I mean, mm -hmm. tell us what your thoughts are, you know, comment and let us know. And um, if you don't know what a Puffco is, it's just, it's a... It's, it's a dryer vaporizer, it's got mm -hmm. a glass piece, mouthpiece, easy to clean, and they should be providing alcohol swabs and wipes. Right. 
But least. part of her complaint was that she initially wrote the cafe when it was still called Lowell Cafe. Mm-hmm. And they wrote back initially saying, we take this really serious, it's very important to us. And then dead silence, nobody, nobody says anything, no response, no nothing. So, you know, I mean, was it handled not professionally? Maybe, who knows? Maybe they're just trying to protect themselves. Meanwhile, they have themselves two lawsuits from the state of California, uh, and they got raided. Thousands of pounds of flour and product were raided from a slow facility, uh, San Luis Obispo, um, that is allegedly, you know, the owner, I guess the owners would be Lowell Herb Company is what the state's accusing, the state attorney general's accusing them of. Right. And so, I, I love I love their pre-roll packaging. I'll say that for sure. It's wood, the old great box packaging. with the matches and the little wooden thing. It's very But we have heard news vintage. reports in the past that they have tested positive for pesticides. Um, yeah. Part of the thing That's that the, the attorney's lawsuits from the uh, state of California was that they were, not only had they illegally processed it, but they illegally processed it in 2018 without having a license, which, I mean... Is that an insider tip? <laughs> Did somebody rat them out? You know, I mean, yeah, it's very specific. Someone would have had to tip them off. So, and it's somebody uh, best THC ice cream around, I guess, was available there at Lowell's. Now the original, um, maybe check it is. out. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah, but uh, if you're gonna use their vaporizers or any of their glass products, ask for alcohol <laughs> wipes just to keep yourself clean and sanitary yeah it's best to be safe i mean people get food poisoning from normal very well-run restaurants sometimes it could always happen so you don't play play safe be safe sane and consensual when you're renting a puffco so next on our news topic list is today bernie sanders our uh, presidential candidate right and uh, i guess for a democratic party right Still working yes. on it. He's, he hasn't gotten their <laughs> official uh, support yet, but he went and toured New Woo Dispensary in Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada. They have the uh, a drive-through dispensary that's mm-hmm. 24 hours. 24 hours. They were the largest dispensary until Planet 13 came along. Yeah, we visited it last year and wrote an article about how they were the largest dispensary in the world. And a month later, there was a larger dispensary right down, right down the, street. the street. But they're both in Vegas. They're real awesome. You should check them out. Both New Woo and Planet 13 are awesome dispensaries in Las Vegas. If you guys are ever going to Nevada, you want to experience really cool, impressive, very Vegas-style oh yeah. um, dispensaries. Those it's like the Mall awesome. of America, but for cannabis. And to have an actual, I don't know, I don't think he made it there himself, but a high-ranking uh, representative in the Bernie Sanders campaign was at New Woo doing kind of a town hall meeting today. It's the first serious campaigning I've heard of taking place at a dispensary, especially one that I've been to. Right. We, we were just there. Right. Yeah, I mean, the we're we're we don't have any um we're not saying we're totally for Bernie Sanders, but if you are looking for the candidates that are most friendly towards cannabis and cannabis federal legalization, yeah. both Bernie Sanders, Andrew Yang, and Elizabeth Warren are uh-huh. for uh, reform when it comes to federal laws regarding cannabis and medical cannabis. Yeah, I think Bernie Sanders and Andrew Yang are probably the top two. Warren would be a close third. If you agree, disagree, or have other information and you're on Instagram right now, let us know. If you're watching this later, feel free to comment about this. We're going to 
We're going to take these seriously, so you'll hear back about it. So in other news, uh, Gavin Newsom has pledged to lower the cannabis taxes and reduce the amount of agencies that cannabis licenses businesses have to answer to. Currently, there are about eight different agencies that a cannabis license would have right. to answer to. That's here in California. In too. California. If you're watching from outside the state, you might not know as much about Newsom, but he's he's the guy here. Yeah. Uh, and then they're saying that they're pledging to make some changes. If you don't know, the taxes in California have just gone up for yeah. distribution and cultivation. Uh, this is uh, unilaterally uh, updated annually by the Department of Fee and Administration, uh, CDTFA. And they have just decided that instead of a 60% markup, they want to do an 80% markup. But all of it's really confusing, and the bottom line is that they're double taxing, triple taxing at multiple stages in the game. It's supposed to be unconstitutional to tax tax. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the case here where we get the cultivation tax passed on to the manufacturers and the distributors, we can't even get a straight answer from the CDTFA who's supposed to pay the cultivation tax. Because in the case of what they've told us and answered on the phone for us, they're telling us that the tax is exactly equal to the cost of the product because they want it collected from both the manufacturer and the distributor. And right. then there's also distribution tax, and then there's the retail tax, and then there's sales tax, and, and the M excise tax at the state level, and then there's also your city, your county, your district tax, and most of them are based on a gross basis. So at the end of the day, there's like zero profitability left for a cannabis-licensed business. Um, so it's great news that Gavin Newsom wants to make some changes in reform, but the way that Prop 64 went into place, we don't actually have voter control. We Right. gave over complete control to the CDTFA for the state of California, and we can't change the amount of taxation by voter legislation anymore. It's controlled by the politicians. So while I personally didn't vote for Prop 64, it's the situation that this industry's in now right. uh, in California. And I mean, I think that California can take a lot of hints from some of the other states. Mm -hmm. uh, Nevada has a really, really straightforward system. Uh, they've got their retail excise tax at the end stage of the game. And then there's in the middle a 15% wholesale tax. But that wholesale tax is not on a markup. Because what happens and why we're seeing all of the prices go up in the dispensaries is the retailers passing the distribution tax on to the customer and don't forget we also have you know in the industry there's testing tax you know there's all kinds of other different taxes that we're getting taxed here and then you know some cities it's monthly reporting and then i mean literally at the end of the day you just have to have millions and millions of dollars to be able to weather out the storm in this game here um, it's yeah. really unfortunate because we're seeing a lot of our friends go out of business and go belly up. And we you know, really hate to see that happen. And we're seeing it happen with very, very, very large companies, large companies that had everything to do with the laws and the legalization. And they couldn't even make it two years through legalization before they went belly up. People that owe people millions of dollars. It's yeah. unclear. You know, either from the small guy to the big guy, there's no profitability. There's, you know, and then the retailers are having problems, so they don't pay their bills. So then the distributors are suffering, and then the manufacturers suffer, and then 
it's just one of those things that it's like it doesn't make sense and we need to reevaluate. But I think that the general consensus is that nobody wants to pipe up. Everyone wants to keep their mouth shut and keep their head down because mm-hmm. they're afraid that they're going to be targeted, right. you know, and punished for it. Official Mormorian, I hope I'm saying that right, appreciate the question. He's asked, they are asking, where is the prophet? Where is the prophet? <laughs> we wish we you knew. Tell me. We're trying to find out. <laughs> like that, that's kind of the point <laughs> that we're making is there's zero profitability left. And yeah, everybody's just kind of hanging in, trying not to offend anybody, hanging hoping on. the laws are going to change Hang someday. Hang in there. We'll be here. <laughs> I don't, yeah. It's just literally that cat poster that you got to look at. <laughs> Hang in there. Because if we can, if the people in the industry can weather out the storm for the next three to five years, then maybe the big guys big alcohol, big pharma, big tobacco come in and start lobbying to lower the taxes. I mean, obviously the number one side effect of this is that it's driving the black market. And, you know, I think that Gavin Mm -hmm. Newsom's office thinks that by, you know, continuing the taxation and harder enforcement, that that's going to decrease the illicit market. But Mm -hmm. in actuality, what it comes down to is uh, it drives the black market. I mean, nobody wants to pay 80, 70, 80 dollars out the door for an eighth. You know, I mean, it makes full gram cartridges a hundred, hundred twenty dollars out the door. If you can get and you're it, you're paying ninety dollars for an eighth out the door. And then it seems. directly has this domino effect where it's causing the vape crisis because then mm-hmm. because it drives the black market, then you have. Um, more access to the illicit vapes because there's a demand, supply demand, you know? You're cutting it with vitamin E acetate. People are getting sick. Pneumonia, they have pesticides. Oil, I mean, the way to, it, reducing the taxes, which is eventually what Washington and Colorado did at the end of the day, they reduced the amount of taxes after they went forward with legalization in order to drive legal sales and cut down on the amount of black market sales. Unfortunately, the profit is in the black market. That's... <laughs> well, mean, if you, now, in, in reference to the licensed market, because I can't really comment how profitable the black market is, it, it, I think the estimate on uh, the research was that it was going to take at least two to three decades to... Uh, reduce the size of the black market with cannabis legalization. Right, but the fa- I mean the fact that they pay absolutely no taxes and there's no regulations, you know. I mean, if you do we're have a cannabis license, we're not recommending that you get into the black market. But the money is probably in selling the license, selling yeah. the license off to some other larger company and mergers and acquisitions are the way to stay in the game and that's what we're seeing left and right is not everybody either has the resources or can make it through oh okay official mom orion got it that's how we okay (laughs) (laughs) thanks for your comments they're very it's insightful it's nice to have some feedback everybody else feel free to jump on if you're on instagram like we said too feel free to leave comments we will answer them uh, what else? There's new cannabinoids being discovered in Italy, Italy, of all places. They are conducting research in Italy that has discovered two new cannabinoids, THCP and CBDP. And they are estimating that they are cannabinoid profiles in the plant that are 30 times more potent than THC, potentially. Um, so that's really interesting and awesome. And that's 30 times more potential and potent. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, I mean, I, in in my head, my understanding is that decarboxylating is what activates a lot of the cannabinoids. So if you right. were to isolate and concentrate THCP, you could heat it, smoke it, decarboxylate it, add it to something, and you would have a more 
potent cannabinoid that's more effective than THC or CBD alone. Um, we so the do, medicinal benefits are going to be greater, possibly, and you're well, going to get Well, and there's also higher. that entourage effect, too. Right. So, I mean, obviously, the isolated compounds are not nearly as effective unless they have all of their buddies and friends with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Like on Entourage, the program. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's really interesting that uh, medical research like this is taking place in other countries because right. we're prohibited from being able to do this kind of research in the United States. And um, you don't think of Italy immediately, it's not one of those countries like Jamaica or the Netherlands that comes to mind as like a big cannabis, cannabis place. But, but it is on the Iberian Peninsula and right, Spain is where, Spain in addition to Israel is where some of the actual THC research is coming out of that they're doing really, really mm-hmm. innovative um, discoveries when it comes to the use of THC in cancer. True, true. In so how, how soon can we try these new cannabinoids? Well, I think that's yet to be seen. And now that we know about them, we can find some extractors that want to experiment with these profiles. Awesome. In other news, uh, Illinois had gone uh, recreational and they initially sold out of weed and had to close their doors for recreational sales until they could produce or grow more product. Um, in Illinois, how they had set up. The system was that the medical licenses were able to take their inventory and turn it into recreational inventory, but it was only a limited amount that they could do. So the demand was so high that they immediately sold out. The state sold out of weed. Yeah, I mean, how often do you hear that, right? I've never. That's a new one. This is the first time I've ever heard of that. Anybody... Anybody watching from Illinois right now, possibly Chicago people or anything? Somebody says, right. (laughs) Yeah, right. Better pre-rolls. They did. He might be talking about the Italian cannabinoids. Well, in Michigan, uh, they have now voted it recreational, and they are also going recreational. So I think what we can learn from the rest of the nation is that some of these laws in California could be slightly better. Yeah, if you are in another state, you're helping to lobby or you're even thinking about what you're going to vote for, be really careful because if you're rushing to just get the cannabis out there so that you can go to a store and you can buy it and you don't have to have a medical card and you don't have to worry about getting arrested. I mean, those are great things. That's a nice motivation. But if you're not super careful, you're spending $100 for an eighth of weed that someone some people like us, that lasts us like 10 minutes. I mean, honestly, for being honest about it. An eighth of weed doesn't go far in California these days. And that is a, that is expensive. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy expensive. Oh no, I mean, edibles are 15, 20, $30 for less than a hundred milligrams. It's hard to get your medication, you know? But when we're visiting somewhere like Oklahoma, they are still having candy bars that are 300 milligrams. The prices aren't so bad. The tax isn't so bad. It's medical and not recreational, but it's still, it's kind of like going back in time to Los Angeles in, in 2011, sort of, or something like that. Several more states, I think, are going to, by legislation, legislative appeal as well as voter legislation, um, are going to pass either medical or recreational laws for cannabis this year. And what's that? 
Oh, uh, this is a friend of ours, actually. Bella Bathory says, <laughs> New York's reform law is the shit. They are doing reparations-based legalization. Oh, that's... Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, there are several states that are doing some social equity programs. Massachusetts is one of them. Any news on the edibles in New York? Well, I think it's just like Hawaii right now where they're allowed to have tinctures and capsules in the legal medical dispensaries, but they haven't formed uh, restrictions or rules on actual edibles yet. Yeah, when we go to New York, it's one of the main things that the people of New York seem really interested in. They're, uh, they, they want edibles there. Well, and without providing access to them, it drives, right. drives the black market, you know? Mm-hmm. But in Hawaii, actually, they... Uh, they have a hemp program where 30 licenses were permitted to grow up to 10 acres of hemp. And because of the way that it's set up, if the hemp is too high, tests too high for THC, they have to destroy the entire crop. Oh the entire God. crop. So you, <laughs> instead of like, well, remediating it, which you could right. do, if you had the right extraction process, you could extract it, remediate it. Um, but... You know, I mean, it, this sounds crazy. They just have to destroy their entire crop. I mean, where's the profitability in that? We've had to destroy gummies before that tested too hot, that were that passed the remediation point, and it's horrible. Well, and I mean, even if you don't have, even if you have, say you're a cultivator and you have passable levels of pesticides or pesticides that amounts that are allowable by the state. Once you take that and you concentrate it down, now you have a higher than allowed amount of pesticides in your either crude or distillate oil, and there's only so much you can do before. If you lab test it and it tests for pesticides, you have to remediate it, and then there's extra costs, and all of these costs end up putting a company out of business. Like We're seeing so many people just give up in California. It seems like a real dire situation and I don't it's uh, there are a couple of organizations that are putting together initiatives to try and talk and negotiate with you know Gavin Newsom's office right. uh, you know the California Cannabis Business um, Association there's a number of different groups that are trying to support taxation change for California um, the last piece of our Edibles News update today is the minor or Major League Baseball has um, removed cannabis from the list of banned substances. Right, very Now, nice. they have also, in addition to removing cannabis from what they test for on, on their drug tests and banned, banned substances, they are adding opioids to that list so that if you're on uh, an exorbitant amount of opioids or benzoids or anything like that, uh, that is not allowed or passable for their drug tests. So I think that's a major step forward for you know major league sports. Yeah. Uh, there's more and more of a normalization with the acceptance of cannabis, and that's always what we were in it to see was change and the promotion of education and positive information about cannabis education. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked to so we know a few athletes. John Sally, people like that who are big uh, advocates. Diehard fans of cannabis. I would imagine that baseball is one of the better games, one of the better sports to play if you have been smoking a lot of cannabis or if you've been using a lot of THC because you get to sit on the bench a little longer. There's less running. You know, it's cool. uh, it helps your focus and it's just easier. Like it's a slower game. 
But I so think, it's more of a thinking. I think the NFL probably stands to have the most benefit when it comes to cannabis because you've got traumatic brain injury, right, CTE, the... and there's evidence, actual hard medical evidence that proves that CBD and THC can repair those types of brain injuries. Um, so, you know, more change every every step of the way. We're mm-hmm. seeing more change, both in pop culture. Every right. every movie we see, every TV show I've watched, I'm starting to see references to cannabis and CBD over and over and yeah, over so again. Talking about CBD in a major mainstream comedy release, we just watched Long Shot. Long with Shot Seth Rogen. with Seth Rogen and Charlize uh, Theron. They talk about medical marijuana. They smoke a blunt. They put CBD oil in LaCroix cans filled with Johnny, Johnny Walker, Walker. Blue. <laughs> uh, a lot of... I mean, in Seth Rogen, we've written about this before, too, in the magazine. His cannabis references are more believable. On point. And on point. On point. Less ridiculously exaggerated by Hollywood standards, but still really funny. If you go back, 40-Year-Old Virgin, Pineapple Express, Neighbors 1 and 2, The Interview, this movie. It's just... If Seth Rogen's in it, you know that if they talk about weed, it's not going it's to be, be on point. Yeah, it's on point. He knows what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. And keep up with us on our next issue coming out soon. Uh, if you're looking for some cannabis or CBD events to go to, some that are upcoming. Um, this week, if you're a buyer in the industry, there's WeedCon West, the 22nd and 23rd right. of January. January um, 25th in Hollywood at Bar Sinister, if you want to go out to a, uh, like a Gatsby-style, Prohibition-era, cannabis-themed Hollywood club event, uh, we're sponsoring that. The magazine's sponsoring that. Yeah, event. you'll see that the magazine there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Hawaii Cannabis Expo, if y'all want to go to Hawaii and check it out. Uh, February 7th, 8th, and 9th, they have, it's only $5 for the Friday, $15 mm-hmm. for Saturday, $15 for Sunday, and uh, it's everything that's cannabis or hemp-inclusive in the Hawaiian Islands. Right. Um, there's also NCIA Boston, the National Cannabis Industry Association, is doing a Northeast Cannabis Business Summit in Massachusetts, and that is worth checking out in the third week of February. Also in the third week of February, right before leap year, is USA CBD Expo, and if you would like a discount on your entry tickets, use the coupon code EDIBLES. Right. We're going to be at that one that's in Vegas. Yeah, we have a booth there, usacbdexpo.com, hawaiicannabisexpo.com, you can look up NCIA Boston, and WeedCon West, mm-hmm. January 2020. Uh, keep keep uh, watching. We've yeah, gonna be, we'll be doing, doing a lot more some now. news updates weekly for you guys. Thank you for commenting, everybody. Thanks for tuning oh, in. When is that? When is which one? CBG <laughs> is great for the brain. When CBG, is, CBN. Um, we're not sure which event, but if you check our events calendar on our website, yep. everything is listed there. We're Ediblesmagazine.com. Mm-hmm. We have an event guide with all of the cannabis events you can check out. And uh, yeah. tune in next week for another weekly news update from us. And you can read any news updates, learn about cannabis, CBD, hemp, all of that great stuff. And we uh, have some online. word puzzle apps that are going to be launching soon. If you are on an Android device, we've yeah. launched a Canna Word Search. Search Google Play for Canna Word Search. 
uh, brought to it's you by Edibles so Magazine. It's fun. It's addictive. We can't stop playing it. and <laughs> It's just a fun way to pass the time if you're looking for yeah. a game to play. And learn and how to spell some hard cannabis terms, too, once you play it enough. You will never have a hard time spelling trichome or decarboxylation again. And right now there are six categories mm -hmm. and, and levels. We were going to be adding more levels, more categories uh, yeah. monthly. So check that out. Uh, Google Play, Android, and uh, eventually they'll be on iOS. But if you are on an Apple, you can enjoy our news app and our back publication app where you can see all of our old issues of Edibles Magazine. All right. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you soon.